Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. Yes, it is that Disney Parks podcast. It is. Yeah, good. I'm glad, glad we remembered that. Uh, I'm Nick. As you can hear, live via satellite, I'm joined by Mr. D. Hola. Hola. I, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm only doing French on, on Duolingo, so mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't really converse. Uh, I did learn how to say um, Alice the Cat ate a croissant yesterday, though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> There's really... some really weird ones on there. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> it is. I mean, my daughter, it loves Duolingo. She's got, like, one of the paid-for plans. She's she's trying to convince me to buy a family plan. I'm I'm not doing it. I think it's I think it's ludicrous, but she's doing mm. French and Spanish. She'd be all right. She'd be able to converse with you, but no. I can barely yeah. get French to sort it out properly. Uh, and speaking oh, of... Go on. Sorry. No, I was no. just going to say, well, when we came here, we drove through France into Spain. Mm. So we had, I think it was three nights in France. And then and then we entered Spain. And my wife, when, when we got to Spain, she, she did a kind of French-Spanish fusion thing. So she was trying to ask for a cafe con lech, which is a coffee with milk. And she yeah. asked for a cafe con hola. <laughs> Did she speak it in really loud tones? No, but I think she, I think when the Spanish waiter brought it, she said merci, which is obviously really? French for thanks. So there was, there was about two days of bilingual, trilingual, even. Well, disaster. Look, it's, it's better than what most people do. Which, mm-hmm. as as P Dubs was was kind of hinting at, which which was saying it louder and slower. Yeah, and wave English. your hands around. Yeah, and, and and wave your hands around, of course. Yeah. Um. So yes, and as you also heard there, we are joined by P Dubs. Hello and welcome. It is a show of pools. Uh, I don't know it what is. the collective noun is. We should maybe think of one. Now, what's the what's the correct mm. term for a group of pools? I'm sure people could come up with a couple of a couple of words for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how right, complimentary yeah. it would be. But maybe, maybe answers uh, on a postcard. Yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't suggest that out to the public. <laughs> um, hey, look, before I, I forget, so um, we were running the competition um, for some some prizes from uh, Disneyland Paris for our patrons. Um, don't join a Patreon now because you won't be included. Um, just join it because you want to. If you if you do, but that was Craig's idea. To, to do and he hasn't organized it and i haven't helped him organize it so this is a public outing of craig to get in touch with me to get it sorted and filmed so people can get coming gifts. out finally well I, this is it i don't i don't know the thing is as well this is this is what i so craig's got to do the draw i've got to arrange the gifts being sent out 
So I've still got the hard work to do. He's got the easy job, but we need to get it done. So that will be done uh, within the next week or so, hopefully, if, if Craig can pull his finger out. I mean, what, what's Craig doing? What's he, what's he actually doing? You turn uh, on the holding, news. Holding just, a placard. Right. That's, they're, they're not working. They're on strike. So what's he doing? No excuse. Well, um, then, because he's on strike, he's then going to do a load of overtime, isn't he, to catch back up again? Can't do the overtime. Can't do the overtime because then you're giving yeah. in to the paymasters. So it's a vicious, vicious circle. Um, we've got some news. We've got um, some other stuff I guess we'll talk about as well. Um, stuff inside the parts, outside the parts. And I've been doing, Mr. D, you'll like this. I've been doing a little bit of uh, Roger Cook-style journalism. Oh. Yeah. So so what it was is, I don't know if you recall, but a few weeks ago, I was telling you about a conversation I was having with uh, Sinead, or or rather Sinead was having with me. Um, And yes, Kevin, Sinead should be coming back on the show soon. Um, again, I publicly uh, mandate that she comes on the show soon, so to uh, to make you happy. But um, she was telling me about the uh, the prices that she was she was getting for for Disney World. Mm. And you kind of like recalled in horror a little bit, and and said like, yeah, those prices like sound ridiculous. And you you in real time got on a computer, started having a look yeah. at some dates, and and got some prices up, which were different to to what Sinead was getting yes. now the you know part of the reason for that or i think the main reason for that is the the site that you was looking on mm-hmm. you know we look at the same site but we look at it from from different parts of the world awesome. and 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 so the thing is Sinead, you know that is what she saw but also i know what you saw and i thought well, this is interesting and then i was out with my brother the other day and um and they're planning a trip to to disney world and his wife his wife just made a kind of it wasn't a flippant comment but she made a comment about um about the the prices that they were going to be paying for for this trip now she had shown me a um a price list that she'd been given from a from a ta uh, for prices for this potential trip because they're still looking around the dates so they know it's going to be in the summer holiday it's going to be in august dates yeah. aren't set in stone yet so she gave us like she had like a rough idea so i remember her showing this to me and thinking it was like, that seemed a bit much but she threw this threw this number out the other day and i was like this sounds this sounds way way too high so yeah. when i come home i just took some random uh date in august which is probably when they're gonna go yeah. and priced up uh, the two-week trip that they were looking to take. Added the yeah. tickets on, uh, came with Memory Maker, and I didn't have to do any of that. Got mm. my price. Mm. Then what I did is I went on to a VPN, and right. I uh, switched to uh, America. Right. Uh, Seattle, to be precise, but I don't know if that makes any difference. And then went back onto the, the same website. Obviously, now the mm. prices are showing up in dollars. Yeah. And I, I run the same test. First thing that was interesting is same dates, mm-hmm. same number of people. I didn't get the same hotels mm. as I had done when I looked in the UK. Right. So in the UK, I chose Saratoga Springs mm-hmm. as my hotel, right? Yeah. So, but Good when choice. I 
when I did it to uh, well, that, that's why because everyone tells me it's a good good choice. So when I went onto the US site, Saratoga wasn't available on those dates. Right. And I thought, well, that's strange because I know it's available because I, you know, the, the, I chose the same dates mm-hmm. and the same number of people, so I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I, I, you know, I digress. I carried on. So in the end, I went for uh, Pop. Went for Pop Century. Yeah. Um, then I tried to buy the tickets. So it said, you know, do you want tickets for your trip? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you different options. Do you yeah, want one day, one park? Do you want uh you know uh hopper tickets whatever so yeah. i you know i was trying to make it like for like so mm. i went for the um the tickets for multiple uh you know park hopping uh do you want memory maker okay yes you've got to add memory maker onto it in in the us okay so that's yeah. 200 dollars or whatever so i had that on as well so then i get my total so for 14 days in the uk for these dates in august mm-hmm. um with 14 day park tickets for two adults, two children, memory maker, and a few other extras. There, there was a few discount vouchers for different bits and pieces that they were thrown in as well. Right. Yeah. I was getting uh, about 4,600. Right. Okay. Excluding Which, plates, presumably. It's, this is just, this is just yeah. the Disney World portion of the, of yeah. the trip. So hotel sure. tickets. Right. Yeah. So 4006. So I, I actually thought that's not too bad. Yeah. When you consider the time of year they're going and, and everything like that, I, you know, yeah. it's still a lot of money. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But that's for four people, you said? Two adults, two children. Yeah. Okay. Right? So I mean, there's two grand's worth of tickets right there. Just right. Ex- exactly. Right. So then I've got a total for the US one. Mm-hmm. So bear in mind, I've gone from Saratoga, which we know is more expensive, down to Pop. Yeah. which is one of the more expensive values, but it is yeah. still a value. Sure. So what I got for that was I got 14 nights of pop. I got 10 days worth of tickets yeah. for the parks because, again, US have, has different tickets to the it UK. Uh, Memory Maker, I, I, you know, because it was included in the UK, I had to add it to the US one. And that was coming in at, I think it was 6.8 six seven or six eight dollars dollars now again we are looking pounds to dollars so there is a conversion issue but obviously the conversion nowadays isn't anywhere near as uh as favorable as it used to be it's about 120 yeah so 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 you know call it six if you you really want to so the point i'm making so just by booking it like that Mm -hmm. you were paying if we just call it six grand, you know, six thousand pounds versus yeah. the UK deal. So you're paying almost fifteen hundred pounds more. Yeah, but you're not getting tickets for your entire duration, and yeah. you're staying at a lesser quality hotel. And I can yeah. only not do like for like because it didn't give me that hotel at the time. So, sure. and the thing is, like, they, they there's a family friend who is a travel agent in in the states and so you know they went to her to ask her to to price this up for them so and i mean the prices that she was getting were much more but then she was looking at some of the the higher tier uh hotels i want to say i think it might have been animal lodge animal kingdom lodge was about fifteen thousand dollars for two weeks for two adults two children um 
So, but I, you know, I, I didn't have the whole comparison. I just did a, a rough one. But the point I'm making is just by going on a different website, how different the prices fluctuate. Sure. And, you know, I, I understand as well with American guests, usually American guests are only going to go for 10 days at a push because of the amount of holidays they get. So yeah. I do understand that. But when I was telling my brother this last night, you know, I told him what I'd done and and, and what I'd found out. I said to him, you know, even if you even if you did that, I said you still yeah. got to then buy four extra days worth of tickets, yeah, for for four of you. So that's that's going to mm-hmm. add that up by another like two or three grand as well. So yeah, I, I yeah. think I mean I, I I don't know what the answer is, but I guess what I'm saying is is that when you're considering a Disney holiday, I think you need to have this in the back of your mind because. Mm-hmm. How many podcasts do we all know that have travel companies associated with them? Yeah. And those guys do good work, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do good work for you because yeah. if you're not where they're based, you're yeah. potentially going to end up paying a lot more for the holiday that you could book yourself in the UK or book it with a UK travel agent. But, sure. you know, I, I was really surprised by the difference in price. Yeah. Um, just but just by looking at the different, yeah. and the thing is, Peter, well, as you know, we've done it for Disneyland Paris, right? Yeah. So we know yeah. that this exper- experiment happens in Europe as well, but yeah. I found it very stark with Disney World. Is 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 what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I just think Disney World is a, is a different kettle of fish, isn't it? They don't cater to locals as such. They're looking for the international traveller. And I think they put a lot of effort into, certainly now, when we're coming out of where we've been, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for people that are going to turn up and spend even more money when they're there than Mm. people that are going to come from the state across and not spend anything because they're there every couple of months. Yeah, Um, So I think you find the deals are are lesser for, for them than they are here. Yeah. Yeah, certainly in terms of the tickets, that's the biggest difference. So, I mean, if you're an American listener and you're thinking about a longer trip to Disney, like Nick was talking about two weeks, it is worth looking at the UK tickets. I mean, obviously, you probably have to do the VPN thing to buy them, but once you've bought them, they can be added electronically. I just just did it this week, actually, um, because... After the January sales, it's kind of funny, during the January sales, there weren't really any deals. But as soon as no. the January sales finished, Disney launched a promotion where if you buy tickets, 14-day tickets, um, before the end of February, they're giving you a gift card. So it's like $25 a head. It's not much, but there's four of us gone. So it's $200. It's Disney spending money. Yeah. Um, but when we... So I bought the tickets from Spain, um, and then it's all done electronically, and it can just be added to the My Disney app. So I did that. I assigned them to everybody, and we're now working through our park reservations. So I don't see any reason why somebody in America couldn't buy a UK ticket. Now there there are differences because if you buy a fourteen day ticket, you basically got eighteen days from first day of use to use that ticket. So I think it's different from the US tickets where that 10-day ticket, I think 
you can use it in 10 days. So you could keep it for, if you don't use them all, I think you can keep days for next year. I think there's an expiry, but I don't know what the expiry is. It used to be that they never expired. Don't think that's yeah. quite true now, but I know the UK the... ticket should be used within the 18 days. So Correct. But, but if you get a UK ticket, it's a good deal. It includes the water parks, it includes park hopping, as you said. Yep. Nick, it includes the memory maker. And it includes a couple of other things like um, mini golf between around the day, between certain hours. I think it's basically in the afternoon, the hot times. <laughs> and a couple of other bits and pieces like um, I think you get around at the nine hole oak trail walking course um, and a few things like that. But uh, it's worth looking at. Yeah. And I mean, on the flip side of that, when, you know, we talked about this at the time, but when me and P-Dubs went to, galaxy's edge we were only going to the park for the, for the day yeah so we only needed you know a park t- ticket for hollywood studios and you know by having our ticket for that park for that day meant yeah. that we could start booking our i, I know that system's god now but yeah, just pointing out that, you know the reason for buying it mm-hmm. in advance was so we could actually try and book some ride reservations but yeah. you can't buy one day tickets from the uk we had yeah. to buy those from the US. So we had to do the, mm-hmm. the opposite. We had to yeah. use our VPNs to go pretend we were Americans to buy the tickets. But once yeah. we got the, once we purchased the tickets, mm-hmm. you know, they were they were just emailed over to you. And then yeah. PWS was able to um load them into the app. I gave my mm-hmm. details to I gave my ticket details to PWS. He went on to yeah. uh, my Disney experience, but to our our park reservations, which I mean by that point, because it was only 30 days out, was, <laughs> you know, not great. Mm. Um, but, you know, we was able to do it. And, you know, when we got to the parks on, on you know, the, the day we was going, you just walk right up to the gate, mm. scan it, and in you go. It was, it was nice and yeah. easy, rather than have to yeah. pay um, on the gate prices. I mean, we saved a little bit of money, didn't we, Peter? But it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't loads. Maybe like 10%, possibly, yeah. on a on a gate price. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think... But I think your point there, Steve, is, is is quite valid. Um, it, I mean, it could, you'd have to do the sums, but it could even be that buying your tickets that way, you know, using the UK deal is yeah. cheaper than if you was buying five days. I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly but, worth looking at. Yeah. yeah. I mean, With the other parts as well, that's, that's yeah. another thing to consider. Yeah, it just depends what you want. You know, if you want, if you are going on a longer holiday and you want park open and you want the water parks, then it's it's definitely an option. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Interesting stuff. And apparently, the deal with that was that my brother will come on and do a trip report when he gets back, because uh, he's never made an appearance on here. He's got mm-hmm. he's got a life. Why does he want to? Yeah. You know, spend his time podcasting, but he will. He will. Mm-hmm. I'll make him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. So I thought before we kicked off the the parties, would we'll, we'll, I'd mention that? But before that, well, we have to ask another question as well, don't we? Really? Because everyone, everyone's never going to get there. I'm well, just going to be looking at us for about parched. twenty minutes. I'm already halfway parched. through mine. Oh yeah, I, 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 was, I was tempted to pop it, but I thought I'll wait. It'd be rude. <laughs> oh, look at you, so I considerate. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Day, I, I won't hold you back anymore. What are you drinking? Okay. I am drinking an Australia Estrella. Galicia, which is just local beer, or as we say here in Spain, a cerveza. Cheers. Salud. Sorry. Salud. Salud. P-Dubs, what are you tucking into? Uh, I'm on the the Fentiman's Cherry and Blood Orange again. 
Ooh, that's nice. I, that is nice. Yeah, I do like that. Just boring cherry Pepsi Max for me, but um, I've been speaking to, uh, well, I interviewed one of our patrons, actually. That'll be coming out in a future episode. And uh, another one of, of our patrons has been speaking to as well. And uh, I, I'm not saying it's my influence that's made him drink cherry Pepsi Max, but he drinks it like I drink it. So I'm going to hold myself responsible. So apologies. Um, but without further ado, let's kind of have a look and see what's been going on inside those parks. Okie dokie. So, it's been a mixed bag. Been a mixed bag of news. Um, but uh, I'm going to come to you again, Mr. Day. What, what did you want to start off with? Well, I'm probably looking... I mean, I'll, the topic was this whole Reedy Creek thing. Mm. But... Um, I must admit, I'm I'm not that clear on what the process is. So, <clears throat> so the governor, which sounds like the guy from The Walking Dead, because we're just rewatching The Walking Dead again. <laughs> or, or Arnie, one of the two. Yeah, or Arnie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so they're gonna put in like an oversight board. Um, but that process, that's a that's a bill that they've put together which presumably has still got to go through a legal process i would imagine and that's i guess that's the bit i don't understand so um so they're gonna select board members um that are gonna oversee the reedy creek improvement district but they aren't gonna disband the reedy creek improvement district is what i is what i'm now hearing um but these board members are are gonna be are not gonna be people that have worked in the theme park industry. So it can't be it can't be Disney, is what I, what I understand. It can't be Disney people. Um but they're basically gonna have some kind of oversight of what goes on, which which seems interesting really. But the bit I'm I'm not clear about is, you know, what right do they have to do that, really, given the agreement that's already in place, and how likely is it that, um, you know, that this will actually happen? That's that's the piece I'm I'm kind of struggling with. It sounds a little bit, just that last bit you said, that it sounds a little bit like the Northern Ireland Agreement, mm. in that. They shouldn't be able to do anything too drastic, and yet it looks like they're going to try and push ahead with it anyway. So, in very simple terms, I guess, what's Reedy Creek for those that don't know? Because, I mean, that name itself yeah. doesn't really scream Disney or Disney World or anything like that. So, you know, what is Reedy Creek? So, it's the it's the entity... This is my be talking in simple terms as I understand it. it Please do. I'm a simple was, person. Yeah, that was put together to over, to basically govern um, Walt Disney World when when it was initially founded, and they have tremendous powers as I understand it. So you know they basically run Walt Disney World 
as its own little entity. They don't need planning permission, for example, to build stuff. If they want to put in a road, they can put in a road. If they if they want to build something, they can build something. Um, and they've they've kind of got their own, um, you know, they got their own fire department, and they even had permission at one point to put in a nuclear power plant. Obviously, that's never happened, and it's never Mr. Burns. Happen, but, but yeah, oh, but yeah. They, yeah, but they were basically fairly autonomous outside of the Florida or the Orlando government, and there are some financial things that go with that. And as I understand it, you know, DeSantis, the governor, wanted to disband the Reedy Creek Improvement District and, and basically bring Disney World under the local government and so they would be calling the shots or they would be having control of what went on there um, but I believe there's quite a bit of financial burden that Disney picks up that would go on local taxpayers so it's a pretty it, it, a lot of people thought that DeSantis was just really trying to give Disney a hard time and make some political points and score some political points by seeing to be tough on Disney given you know um, his position or Disney's position on, on certain things um, so the really Create Improvement District is is Disney is really Disney's control of their own property in terms of Walt Disney World as I understand it no I think I, that that's how I that's how I understand it as well you know essentially Disney World is its own, w without being its own little town, it's its own little town. Yeah. yeah. As I like to say, run by Disney to govern Disney. Yeah. 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 So I, th I think you summed it up, you know, pretty well there, uh, Mr. D, from, from the understandings that we, we have, which are obviously not as extensive as I'm sure some people's uh, <laughs> understanding sure. of it might be. But, I, you know, yeah. I think that, that that's kind of been the clearest um view of, of what Reedy Creek is you know I, I just wanted to ask to break it down because you know for for us we've heard this before we you know we, we know about this but there will be people that, that don't in the same way that you know a lot of people um probably haven't heard of celebration but even those that did there's still going to be a percentage of those that didn't know what it was or or, or how it came to be or how batshit insane some of the rules are that they have like the you know the length of grass um yeah. but yeah th that's it and this has been brewing i mean i mean it seemed to be pretty cordial for for decades yeah the relationship between you know reedy creek and you know the people in charge of of orlando and florida but um in in more recent times since the Santos has been um, put in place, put in power, th there does seem to have been quite a lot of communication breakdown between the mm. two. It, it feels, and I don't know, but it does seem like he's not happy with the amount of power that Disney hold, mm. which is a dangerous game because they're probably the biggest employer in Florida. So in terms of one yeah. organization, I mean, well, I don't know how many Walmarts are there, but do you know what I mean? Like, if it's not the biggest, it's one of the biggest employers, mm -hmm. and also as well, 
forget even just the workforce, the tourism that Disney bring in to Orlando. Because Orlando wasn't a thing, was it? Until Disney World first opened, people didn't come from all over the world to go to Orlando. So, yeah, a lot of political stuff going on, but it's an interesting, um, yeah, it's an interesting situation. I guess more might come out, but I, I just don't know where it's going to fall. Really, yeah. I don't know how how serious this can be. Like, what are the potential implications? Mm. You know, are Disney if if this all happened, if that was kind of um, if it's standing change, does that mean now that they would have to get, you know, every single change that they wanted to make to a park approved by this new board? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It seems like he wants his cake and eat it, you know, because if they, if they did dissolve it as was originally planned, then obviously there's a huge burden, financial burden, that would go on the local taxpayers, and mm. it seems like he, you know, that 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 he's realised that latterly. Shame he didn't realise it before, and has come up with this um, kind of half and half situation where they want control, but they don't want to take the financial responsibility. Um, but what I'm what I'm struggling to understand is what what will it take to make the, is this is this a thing? So can they just do it, or does it have to go through a legal process? Presumably, it has to go through a legal process. I think it is a bill, mm. and presumably it's got to go through some kind of approval process. Um, and Disney, I would imagine, would have some rights in terms of opposing it or fighting it or whatever. Um, and how long would would that take? You know, and how. How likely is it that the bill would succeed, or how likely is it that Disney would would maintain control? I guess that's the bit I'm just absolutely not clear. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, it really is interesting. It doesn't sound that interesting, mm-hmm. but honestly, I think it is more interesting than it might first appear. Yeah, I, it would change the landscape if it did happen. I think, yeah. uh, and I think when it first came up, a lot of people were like, well, it can't happen because Disney are in charge of Reedy Creek and there's nothing they can do about it. Because mm. it was meant to go to a vote of board members of Reedy Creek. And I think that's where this has come from, that they want extra board members to be able mm-hmm. to vote against them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, more will unfold, I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll learn more about Mm. Watch this with interest. Um, something, something for us to keep our eye on. Yeah, I'd say. Um, P Dubs, cheer us up. Uh, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to try <laughs> okay. anyway. I, I'm going to go off piece. So I've got a, a little bit that I wanted to talk about over at, at Disneyland. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether you guys have seen either of the new nighttime spectaculars that no. have launched at Disneyland. So we have the launch of World of Color One. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wondrous Journeys, uh, the new fireworks show uh, in Disneyland. Um, now, everybody knows I went to Disneyland in October. Um, our first full night, we did a dessert package for World of Colour. Um, 
and it really struck a chord. I it was one of my favourite nighttime spectaculars I'd ever seen. Um, mm. I thought the content was was great. Uh, it wasn't all new stuff. It, it was a mix of animation, live action. I thought the music were great, was great, and I thought the show was was really quite spectacular. Um, <laughs> I watched the new version. Um, not so much. Um, I think they've they've floated back to what we've previously called an advert version mm. of the show. Mm. Um, a lot of new stuff, um, rather than having that connection with the with the older stuff like the the previous World of Color. World of Color always felt like it should be something connected to Walt because obviously it was a show that he presented. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always felt like it should have been a history, and this doesn't, and, and the music doesn't connect. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is no longer part of it. He no longer does the voiceover like he did on on World of Color, uh, on the original World of Color, and it just it really seems to be lacking something. But this is what we've we've been talking about in in recent months about old shows returning uh, and and these new shows that they've come along that they're dumping. But then they'll pull something out of the bag that's brilliant, that we mm. love. And that's Wondrous Journeys. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever felt so attached to a fireworks show that I've not seen in person. Mm. Not even uh, wishes? Not even wishes. This literally pretty much involves every single animated film that Disney have yeah. ever produced right. um, in some form. Um, we now have multiple characters flying through the air. Um, Tinkerbell is no longer part of it, but the Blue Fairy is, um, alongside Baymax, um, yeah. who now flies through the air around the castle with Hero sat on his back. Wow! Um, it is something to behold when you when you you just kind of catch it out of the corner of your eye. And he sort of floats around the front of the castle and then the boosters go and he mm. shoots off back around the back and it just looks great. And it wasn't something that I was expecting. It kind of took me by surprise. Mm. Um, but the use of the the projections along Main Street are superb. Um, and as I say, it pretty much uses every single animated film that Disney have ever produced, um, which is what it should be. It, it's meant to be telling the story of the last hundred years yeah. of the company, and it does it spectacularly. Um, and and I can only hope that that's where they go with their future projects, and not where World of Color One has gone. Yeah. Um, and I think I I just wanted to bring it up because we we've talked about um, on the last few shows about these shows that are returning yeah. uh, that people have been connected to. Um, uh, and and I just think that I don't know how one show can be so great, yet one that's come along at the same time can be so poor. And it's not yeah. just me. I've heard a lot of people say exactly the same thing. Um, mm. A lot of the, the Disneyland vloggers like Fresh Baked have said exactly the same, that mm. it, it's a world of colour. One is a bit of a damp squib. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that... that that kind of lagoon, the the area in front of Pixar Pier, is such a perfect spot um, for a nighttime spectacular that it's just a shame that it doesn't work 
as well as the previous one did. Um, the Epcot barges will fit in very nicely now, I'm sure. It's going to be great. Uh, well, it, they've, started, they've started work on the, the big Hero 6 bridge now yeah. as well um, at Disneyland, <laughs> at, at California Adventure. I'm, okay. I'm still not quite sure that what their thoughts are behind that. Um, you sure that's not just a new name for a barge? An ex, <laughs> except Cop Barge. Well, they're meant to be building the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. But it, it really kind of feels weird that that's all they're doing. There's no, yeah. like, ride or attraction or anything. They're changing mm. one of the restaurants behind it, yeah. and that's it. Um, mm. it's, it's a little bit strange, despite what I just said about Baymax yeah. in the in the fireworks. It, it does feel, a, and it doesn't even really feel like it should be there. Mm. Um, I know it's meant that's... to be San Francisco, that area, but yeah. then you walk off that the bridge that they're building, the, the, away from it, and you're outside the Little Mermaid ride. So, mm-hmm. who's me to, to say anything? But yeah, I, I just wanted to point that out about the, the nighttime stuff because we've been talking about it in recent yeah. months. I try not to watch the you know the shows, but I definitely like the sound of it. I try not to watch stuff on YouTube because I'm always hopeful that one day I'll actually get to see it. Well, I don't want to spoil it. We're going to talk about Tron a little bit later on, and I've already watched some of the footage they've released from from Tron because yeah. I know I'm not going there this year. But no, I, I I know what you mean. I always I only watch nighttime shows if I know it's very unlikely I'm going to get to see them. So going off, not going off topic, but at something else, um, I watch the uh, the Marvel show that they're doing currently at Disneyland Paris in the studios because it's only running. Is it until May or something, P-Dubs? Yeah, I think so. And the chances of me going out there before it's it's over, if it's only going to be on till May, are very, very... Wouldn't be missing much. Uh, I quite liked it, but I know what you mean. I, I, also, I know what you mean as well. But So because of that, I watched it. If I thought I was going to be going to see it, um, then then I would have avoided it. But if it, If it's called Marvel Forever, then <laughs> you've got a chance that it will come back again. <laughs> and again and, and again, again. Yes. and again yeah um no thank you for that because you know we we don't talk enough about disneyland and you no. are probably the closest well, he's uh, our disneyland the, guru he's our that's guy. what i mean exactly so yeah anytime uh, anytime yeah. i had a news related question for p-dab so um a disneyland question yeah so mickey and minnie's runaway railway has yes. just opened, doesn't it, in yes. Disneyland? Yes. And it and it's in a different building. It was a purpose built building, is that right? In Toontown. Yep. yep. Have you have you heard anything or seen anything? Have you watched anything about yeah, I, how I've that's been it. received versus um, the Disney it, World version? I think it's a far better version than the Walt mm-hmm. Disney World one. The the queue line is superb. So basically, it's based on Mickey's career. So it's yeah. like you're you're walking through a theatre with bits of his career on display. Right. So they've got different costumes that he's gone through, different props from, mm. from different things, all the way through from Steamboat Willie up until like Mickey and the Roaster Racers. Right. Um, it's, it's very clever. It, it seems to have gone down very well. Um, mm-hmm. They are having some technical issues right. um, where it's 
not opening when it should do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and yes, it is in a completely purpose-built built building, uh, the yeah. El Capitone uh, Theatre, um, named after the, the theatre that Disney owned in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it looks great. Just just waiting on the rest of Toontown to reopen now. Um, mm. so that's, that's not open for another six weeks. I um, want that movie poster. I want that movie poster. <laughs> Which one? You know the one, P Dubs. You know the Musketeer. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some great, great. Obviously, we've seen little nods like that in in Muppets 3D. Mm. But yeah, there, there's a whole row of posters of of films, but they've they placed in uh, characters from the the world of Mickey. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of which I mean, is, is great. They're normally well. I, I'd say they've 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 chosen some quite iconic films, but they've also I think gone for films that have got quite iconic movie posters to go with yeah. them. So mm. there's probably some films you think, oh, they've missed out on that, but the, the movie poster it's it's going to rip off is probably not as interesting as as yeah. one of the other ones that they've gone for. So it's it's mm. uh, it's pretty smart. And on a side note. And I feel that I, I have to, it's my duty now to let people know about this. So I was listening to uh, our good friends on Disney Under uh, this week. And uh, Lewis was talking about his trip to the comic book store. And he picked up a copy of Amazing Spider-Man 17, I want to say. You know, it was, it was Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 17, which has, uh, for this month, a variant cover available uh which is a spoof off of uh i think he said it was avengers number four now i have to say i you know i think that's what he said because i'm not as well versed as as he is um and but also i wasn't alive when avengers issue number four first came out so you know forgive me but they've um they've spoofed that cover uh, and replaced all of the uh the traditional marvel heroes with uh mickey and friends dressed up as said characters so as an example mickey mouse is dressed up as captain america um this is part of disney's uh 100 years celebration so it's another avenue in which they've dipped that merchandise uh hook into and they are going to be doing it for further comics throughout at least the next few months if not the rest of the year i don't know um, as much about this as as Lewis does, but he did mention that um, I think the next one is going to be uh, an an issue, an upcoming issue of the Avengers. So, but but the deal here is that it is a variant cover, and what he was saying was that essentially every for every so many copies of that comic they buy, they get one of these special covers. So if you've got a local comic book shop and if that sounds like something you want to buy, then have a word in their ear, see if they've got any, because it won't be on the shelf with the the normal issues. Um, it didn't cost much more. I think the yeah. regular comic was £3.50 in the UK and I paid £5 for the, the special Disney cover and they only had one. They only got one in. So I was quite lucky with that, and I was quite pleased to only have to pay a little premium on top. But uh, yeah, I think um, it plays. When that's the guy who got going for the best special, 
it, it, did, it did come in a brown bag surprisingly yeah. mm-hmm. um it was quite funny because i was in there for a good 10 minutes looking through all their comics that had just come out to see if i could number one find the comic i was after but then find the the variant cover and uh when he was free he just said to me oh are you looking for anything particular i said yeah i'm after this do you know if it's come out yet and he said i think i've got one of those and uh sure he went for his special pole and there was one of them so um yeah but it, it played the, the re- what reminded me well what triggered me was p-dubs talking about uh mickey minis because uh yeah. it yeah the, the film posters uh very similar in style to uh to what i've done there but uh, yeah if you're a comic book fan or if you like to buy more quirky stuff like that uh then yeah check your local comic book store and and see if uh they can sort you out yeah i guess um speaking of sorting out um i saw this and thought i'd bring it to the table which is um they've announced a performer lineup for the 2023 Garden Rocks concert series, which is part of, a, of course, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's currently going, or not currently going on, it's Festival of the Arts, isn't it? It's the fart still, but yeah, this will be the next one. Um, and I tell you what, I've looked at this lineup, and it really is a who's who of who? <laughs> um, uh, no. And the husband. And and that as well. Well, I mean, I say that. I mean, as is traditional with, with these kind of things, a lot of these names won't make much sense to British listeners. Will make some sense to some British listeners, and will make a lot of sense to a lot of American listeners. But some of these names, I'd I'd never heard of personally. Um, but also, what I like is the the description of some of these. And I'm going to well, read just this. With the, just the first one. Right, exactly. Because it makes you think it's something and then it's not. Exactly. So I'm going to read these verbatim, but you'll you'll understand what I mean when I read them out. And I'll start with the first one. As P-Dub said, the 3rd and the 4th of March, it says here, Journey, former lead vocalist Steve Auger. Uh, Steve Augury. So it's not Journey. It's Journey's former lead vocalist, Steve Algeri. Um, March the 5th to the 6th is Daltrey. Does anybody here know Daltrey? Uh, yeah. You do as well? Oh, I'm aware of him, yeah. Yeah. Is, well, Roger Daltrey. Uh, no, no. different. Uh, is it Chris Daltrey? Was that his name? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. He was, um, he was a, I think, runner-up. I don't think he won that year, but he was certainly like in the final uh, of American Idol one year. And he's he's a rock singer, um, but the the band is called Daltrey. It's like a Bon Jovi type deal, you know. Name the band after yourself. Tenth, um, eleventh uh, of March is Tommy DiCarlo. This is the one that surprises me because I feel they're in the wrong park. Yeah, twelfth. Uh, 12- 12th to the 13th of March uh, sees Smash Mouth. Why are they not at the uh, the Mardi Gras series of concerts at Universal? Yeah. Mm. Performing with Shrek. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 17th to 18th, we've got Mike Del Guzzi. Guzzi. Easy for you to see. Tell me about it. Uh, I'll tell you what, they missed the one for you. 
you yeah. might want to book your, your flights for the 19th to 20th of March because it, it bring your cowbells, Blue Oyster Cult are performing. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. I'm washing my hair that day. Oh, shame. Oh, do um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. The 24th to 25th, Berlin. Okay. Um, with, you know, singing their one hit and I guess others. Um, the 26th to 27th of June is the Pointer Sisters. And then? Yep. Uh, performing just on the 31st of March is Louis Figuero. Figuero? <laughs> Might be Figueroa. There you go. One of those. What? We've said it three different ways. One of them will be right. Answers on a yep. postcard. Uh, the 1st or 2nd of April is Piso 21. I That, I mean, most of these names, you know, some of them I'm familiar with that, but Piso 21, no idea. Which also leads me to the 3rd of April. And P-Dubs, I know you like American music. I don't know if you're familiar with this band or not, uh, but they're called TBD. <laughs> no, we're not TBC. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll look them up afterwards on Spotify. Um, the 7th to the 8th of April is Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. Okay. Well, I'm assuming that means Starship have had a Bucks Fizz style breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all, they've all got their own versions going on doing different tours. There's a, f- there's a few of them coming up as well. There are a few of those because I just realized what the next one is. The 9th and 10th yeah. of April is Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. Okay. Now the thing is, I I I don't know the Eagles, right? I know um, I know Don Henley and um, who was the um, who was the lead singer? It was Glenn. Glenn Frey, was it? No. Who? No, it wasn't Glenn Frey, was it? Yes, no. I think. It, yeah, I think is it was. It? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. So Don Felder, formerly formerly of the Eagles, what a bouncer, a roadie. <laughs> He's one Drummer? of five former members, apparently. Right, okay. Oh, so that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, April 16th to 17th, Grammy Award winning Switchfoot. Nope. Uh, 21st to 22nd of April is a flock of seagulls. Hey. There yeah. you go. There's a, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy connection right yeah. there. Uh, I mean, a flock of seagulls also what you can find if you throw a load of bread on the floor. Well, yeah. Or you visit Nemo. Or you visit Nemo. They're right, right outside, chatting away. Yeah. Um, the 23rd to 24th, we've got Joe D. Mazzina. Um, This is an interesting one. 28th to 29th uh, of, of April is Ambrosia with Peter Beckett, the voice of player. So not only has he got one band, he's got two. What yeah. is that about? He's doing a voiceover. Yeah. Very strange. Now, this is Just this is the one. This is the one I would be going to see. Mm-hmm. April 30th to... Uh, sorry, April 30th and May 1st. Cool in the gang. Oh, yeah. I'm in there. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Um, another one of your favourites from uh, your, your teenage years, Mr. D. Uh, mm-hmm. May 5th to the 8th. Long run there. Uh, you could almost call it, what do they call it in uh, a residency? 
Right. In Vegas, that would be a residency. Uh, is Herman's Hermit starring Peter Noon? All right. Well, even that's even like also it's before my time, but that is actually pretty early. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that when were Herman Herman's Herberts around? Right. Yeah. When were they famous? <laughs> Herman's Herberts. Herman Herberts. Yeah, that's a different one. Yeah, 1964. <laughs> I was one. Okay. Oh, I think she was born. Oh yeah. <laughs> They were formed in 1964 in Manchester by Peter Noon. There you go. And it's, so it's mm-hmm. starring the original member. It's probably only him, but still. Yeah. Um, the 12th to the 15th uh, is the orchestra starring former members of ELO. Well, not, even, not even naming them. <laughs> They're just an orchestra. Just, just former members of. Are they playing Amazing. ELO songs, though? I would imagine so. You would hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, you this is a good one. Mm-hmm. AJ Croce, uh, colon, Croce plays Croce. I'm, I'm, I think he must have had a bet with somebody about how many times he could get his name in the, the title or the date. It's, it's quite paid. impressive, isn't it? It's getting paid by the name. Yeah. Uh, the 21st or 22nd of May, Casting Crowns. Not sure who they are. Sorry. Uh, May 26th and 27th, Jason Sheff, comma, long-term lead singer of Chicago. Okay. So, there you go. Uh, May 28th to 29th is Rick Springfield. Uh, another residency here, June... Second through fifth is the plain white tees. Okay. Uh, P Dubs, name me a uh, a plain white tees song not called. That's hey not there, called Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, June ninth, tenth is the Spinners. June eleventh to the twelfth is the Commodores, not featuring uh, Lionel Richie. He won't be up on the ceiling. Nope. It'd be very hard on that stage. Uh, 16th, Hello. 17th of... <laughs> still there, Mr. Day. Uh, I'm still here. <laughs> uh, 16th, Why 17th... was it me you're looking for? Always. Always. Okay. Uh, 16th, 17th is uh, Vertical Horizon. Okay. Vertical Horizon. That's, that's when you're drunk and, you, and you're thinking, why is the horizon vertical? Oh, it's because I've fallen over. You'll uh, when you see the, if anyone sees the Fablemans, that'll make more sense as well. Uh, yeah. the That's 18th, what happens when you drink around the world, yes. Uh, June 18th, 19th, this is royalty, this is royalty, uh, coming to the festival, uh, because the man who created the uh, the city that Disney World is based is is playing, it's Tony Orlando, Tony Orlando oh. on the 18th and 19th. Uh-huh. I'm actually disappointed because I thought you were talking about Harry and Meghan. I thought Harry and Meghan were going to play. <laughs> yeah. When you said but it was royalty. They're playing... Um, well, they're playing everywhere they're, else. Yeah, they're playing the Food and Wine Festival later this year, but you haven't <laughs> yeah. heard that. I was going to say they're playing the Christian Festival at Universal. Yeah. <laughs> Rock the God. Yeah. Um, Subtitled, The Prince Who Was Formerly a Member of the Royal Family, but now isn't. <laughs> yes. Really? Well, that, that could <laughs> apply. Formerly known as Squiggle. That could, yeah. apply, that could apply to more than one of those. Yeah. Um, June 23rd, 26th, we've got Simple Plan. June 30th through July 1st, actually, this is another band I would go and see, uh, Living Colour. 
Okay, yeah. I like them. Yeah. Um, and July, so closing the festival, July 2nd through 3rd is Wang Chung. Everybody. Oh, Wang Chung. Oh, Dance yeah. All Days, love. Dance All Days. Yes. I'm in there. So, I mean, look, there are well, some bands. definitely is from my time. Yeah, that's from my time too. Um, there are definitely some bands there that you've heard of. Um, and some definitely some bands that I think will be really entertaining. But uh, mm. as with always, always these these uh, concert series they have, there's a lot of who. <laughs> so you know, but they're free. So why don't you go and get yourself a nice uh, margarita or something, uh, or tequila from Mexico, and bring it down and uh, watch some uh, some older acts. Yeah. They were on the way up, now they're on the way down. But they're here to entertain you. Even Journey former lead vocalist Steve Augury. Um, Right, Mr. D, over back to you. Oh my God, you put me on the spot. Um, I don't have a lot more, really. Um, obviously, are you going to talk Tron? Because We can talk Tron. I mean, we'll, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, we know it's, it's we know it's coming in April the fourth, fourth, fourth. Okay, yeah. previews yeah. are happening now. Previews okay. have started. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is for uh, I think P Dubs, isn't it? Just cast members at the moment. Cast members, and I believe today they've started with press. Right. Uh, I'm not, sure not I saw Orlando, or anything. You no, know, I'm sure I saw Orlando in former. Had ridden it today, right? My pandas, pandas ridden it as well. Yeah, big fat panda. Um, so yeah, that that would make that makes sense. Um, so look, there's a few things uh, about Tron that we know so far. Uh, the first one is virtual queue and no standby line. It's kind of expected, and that's the that's the. That's the model now, isn't it, for it, the new oh, raids. It, that sums it up perfectly. This is yeah. what they do now. So yeah. it, it does seem to be that's the future. So yeah. get get used to it, kids, I guess is the uh is the is the point there. Um there will be lightning lane available. Yeah. No exactly price. what they've done what they've done with Mickey and Minis as well at Disneyland. Yeah. There's lightning lane and the the virtual queue. Did they do that with Ratatouille as well? I don't think Lightning Lane was there when they first opened. I'm sure it was just virtual it queue was. to start with. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's just um, the interesting thing will be uh, I was just trying to remember Genie Plus or Individual Attraction Selection sorry is just Seven Dwarf Main Training at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So will they drop that back to just Genie Plus? Or will they keep it? Will they go back to two individual attraction selections? I think, I think to start with, they'll they'll keep both of them just because of the virtual mm. queue on, yeah. on Tron mm. um, is going to limit the amount of lightning lanes that they can sell to begin with. Yeah. So initially, I would imagine they'll keep both. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's an interesting uh, thing that they're doing as well. So I'll read out the press release. New Tron Light Lon- 
Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll read it. I'll read the press release okay. as if well, I'm drunk. Yeah. Well, we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> to Tron Light Cycle slash Run, because that's the title of the ride. A double-sided and digitized locker system will be used to store bags and loose items while you race your light cycle. Inside the attraction queue, these complimentary lockers pair directly with your Magic Band, Magic Band Plus, <laughs> Magic Band Plus, or Ticket Media, so you can easily lock and reopen your locker with a quick tap. Uh, guests without a Magic Band or other Ticket Media, such as a card, will be f- provided with a card to assign their locker. All items must be placed either in a locker before you board your light cycle or in a small compartment located on the attraction vehicle that can hold items such as cell phones, glasses, wallets, or dignity. I might have added one of those there. Not entirely sure. Um, but I mean, I think that's good because you know we've seen uh, we've seen that technology used at Universal with yeah. uh, Coaster, and it seems to um, of does it enhance the guest experience? Uh, probably. I mean, it's it's certainly better than. The, what you get things like Harry Potter, right? Yeah, it is. Definitely mad is. scramble once you've got off the ride to try and yeah. get to your locker and get your stuff out as quickly as possible. Yeah. It works. I think it works reasonably well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, PhotoPass is going to be available on the attraction. Um, yeah. You can do that using my Disney Express uh, before you start the ride or with a Magic Band or Magic Band Plus. Um, so that that's the good news. That's the good news. The bad news is that if you're size fourteen in the US, uh, th- these are female clothes sizes. If you're size fourteen, or in the UK that'd be a size sixteen, you're probably not going to be able to ride it. Mm. So there's been a few of those. Well, we just talked. We just talked on Universal recently about uh, Mario Kart having the same, yeah, the same issue. Um, Now the difference with this and Mario Kart is there really is no excuse on Mario Kart because of the type of attraction. With these ride vehicles, they're a little bit similar to Flight of Passage, except you know in a way worse because you're because of how you know the light cycles are you're yeah. kind of like linked into that position aren't you you're kind of you know top heavy really in in how you uh you you sit on the attraction straddle the attraction i guess is probably a, a more appropriate way of doing it um so yeah there there have been um issues with with guests there is like most attractions of this nature, there is a test vehicle outside the attraction um, for you to test before you you go on. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's caused some issues. There are on two vehicles at the moment. There are uh, different seating, like more like a bench seat um, to allow you know guests that can't go and ride the attraction uh, as intended can still ride the attraction um but there's only two vehicles at the moment apparently this is going to be rolled out across all the vehicles 
um, probably at the back of each of those. Um, but yeah, that's been the that's been the feedback so far from cast members. And uh, today, as I said, big big panda uh, went on it today and wasn't able to uh, to get on the uh, the main ride vehicle and had to take the uh, the special vehicle at the back. So. Which he said was good, gave him a good experience, and he enjoyed it. But it's something to to bear in mind. And I think that what I don't really understand is that this is obviously a a a copy, essentially a copy of the the attraction that Shanghai has had for a long time. We know from other parks that they will adapt rides for the local people. So, you know, they all have different rides in Universal Japan or different ride vehicles in Universal Japan because of the you know, the average height of locals. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they've they've done stuff like that in the past. So for them to have these restrictive vehicles and, and not done anything in the meantime, when they've had plenty of time to have, you know, looked into doing something, I think it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised, you know. Um, it just seems, I mean, from an engineering point of view, it should be possible to design an attraction that is more inclusive. And, and as we, we said it on Universal, didn't we, on the last one when we were talking about some of the attractions, they seem to be going backwards yeah. regarding inclusion. Yeah, okay. It's also quite a um, a fast loading uh, traction, mm. so the you don't have much time to get into the vehicle. Does yeah. it not keep moving? Yeah, uh, it either keeps moving or there's a short kind of like time period for everybody to get on board. I'm not entirely sure how that works. Um, but yes, you know what? What I have seen because I've not, I've not tried to read too much into it because I don't want it all completely spoiled. But um, yeah, like I watched it when it opened in Shanghai, but that's heading towards a decade now. Yeah, so it's it's a long time since I've watched anything to do with it. Sure. Yeah, and that's 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 how I am as well. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, um, but. Yeah, it's it's something that people have highlighted already as a as an issue, and yeah, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good. I understand. I understand. On the one hand, you're trying to make a ride authentic, right? But on the other hand, could they not have updated the design? I think so. You know. Yeah, especially because you know, in general, like people in the West generally are bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a, an American thing. You know, like throughout Europe, the same. Yeah. You know, we tend to be bigger than people in places like China and Japan. So, yeah. build your eyes accordingly. It's weird that this is a second attraction in in a month that's been copied from an Asian park, which has had massive flaws with the ride vehicles. Mm. And those ride vehicles of Maricot look tiny. 
but they do look like I'd be cramped up in them. So I don't, I don't get it. Really, don't get it. Very strange. Anyway, I'm sure we'll find out more as it comes up to the lead up to the ride. And you know, if they're going to put inclusive seating on every ride vehicle, that's that's great. But it still doesn't. Do, I, I don't think he's good enough. I don't think that's good enough. But that's just me. Um, P Dubs, anything else from you? Yeah, so we've had a little bit of news about the um, Princess and the Frog re-theme of Splash Mountain. Um, yes. Tiana's Bayo Adventure. Um, we've got a bit of the, the storyline now um, that's going to go throughout the, the ride. Um, so basically, since the, the end of the film, uh, Tiana has started a new enterprise. Um, she's bought an old salt mine um, and kind of set up... Um, like this this enterprise where she's producing um the ingredients um on the land around the, the salt farm and has, has built a restaurant within within this salt mountain um and what the storyline is that she's decided that they've done so well she's going to throw a party for everyone to celebrate it That's and nice something goes wrong and something goes wrong oh, and you have God. you have to help her oh, fix no. it um throughout the rides um there's a big long statement from imagineering um communications that basically just repeats itself over and over again so i'm not i'm not gonna read it all it's it's like 10 blooming but is it still gonna be a log flume yeah yeah well i'm assuming we we're gonna be escaping out of the salt mine yeah, um, I'm a bit worried about that because um, people have nicked the water and sold it on eBay. So mm. I'm not quite sure it's going to work. I don't, I don't quite know. Maybe it's yeah. To be fair, it was running without water anyway. <laughs> They'd taken it all out on the last day, so you were going down well, yeah, the, the drop, they and there wasn't anything there. Yeah, yeah. It had yeah, already so... gone before they closed. I'm a little bit worried about them. They put wheels on the logs. Maybe you just come down in on uh, salt fountains. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were trying to go low salt these days. It just seems like the wrong direction. Yeah. How are you salt, supposed too to? Too much salt is bad for you. How, how how are we supposed to live our lives? You haven't seen much salt. You haven't seen little salt. Like, I know. just just make your minds up. There was a slight pun there. I wasn't intending it to be that way. Um, Peter, this isn't going to shock you, but uh, a lot of the uh, Save Splash Mountain Brigade are uh, are poo pooing this uh, this storyline as oh, being lame. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't think the thick like the, the story of Splash Mountain was all that interesting. And um, honestly, half the time I didn't know what was going on in Splash Mountain. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't great from a story to it, same perspective. But um, I mean, look, it, you know, it sounds interesting. But I just, I until we really get to see some of the progress before we start seeing the animatronics, you know, I, I think it's it's fairly hard to get too excited for it. And a lot of time, do people really care that much about the storyline? I think it's you want to see what's going on yeah. in the ride. Well, we want to see the new animatronics and yep. stuff like that. 
Yep, the songs, the music. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing I think people will miss about the old one. About right. Splash Mountain. But um yeah, it's you can't you can't really tell from this. No. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um was there anything else to do within the parks? Not from me. I've got a note. Good. In that case, let's let's go and have a, a walk away from the parks and see what's going on outside outside the parks. Would you believe it? Yes, it is Patreon time. What is Patreon time? I hear you ask. Well, Patreon is an online platform which allows you to support your favourite content creators and interact with them if you so wish. In return for your support, you get access to exclusive content that is not available anywhere else and you also get early access to all our podcast episodes. So what are you waiting for? Why would you not want to be a Patreon? I don't know. To me, it's excellent value for money. Um, I would say that, of course, because, you know, I'm trying to sell this to you. But honestly, we've got years of content that's exclusively available. It makes a perfect Christmas gift, or if you're listening to this after Christmas, a perfect gift for someone you know. So we'd like to use this time to not only talk about Patreon, but also shout out to those people that help support the podcast that you are listening to. So, here we go. We've got Tim and Ryan, Joseph, Haley, Lee, Chris, Mel, Daniel, Paul, Sandy, Crystal, Nikki, Dan, Kevin, Dave, Tom, David, Elliot, Breaking Dad, Rob, Todd, Jane and Steve, and Stephen. Thank you to all of our patrons. It really means so much to have your support. And if you now want to join the Patreon and hear your name in a future advert, then you just need to join up to our Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com forward slash that podcast and you can find us there and sign up. So what are you waiting for? So speaking of uh, people not caring about storylines and just being uh, excited by the visuals... Uh, Avatar The Way of Water, now the fourth biggest grossing film of all time. Yeah. Uh, and Oscar nominated. And Oscar. Mm-hmm. I think, wasn't the first Avatar nominated for best film? Uh, probably. I'm sure it was. I, it think felt... that was. I think this one was the most left-field nomination, though. Because mm. I, I didn't see it mentioned anywhere. Until no. it actually came up, like Top Gun had been mentioned as being a possibility beforehand. And then when I looked at it, I was like, Avatar? Well, I wasn't expecting that. It almost fit, like, both both Avatar and Top Gun being nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars does scream very much to me that the the organisers of the Oscars are like, we really need to at least include the biggest grossing film of the year as being the best yeah. one. Um, yeah. 
which they haven't done. No, they they haven't always done because you know, like Avengers Endgame didn't get nominated for Best Picture. Um, but um, yeah, they 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 have, and I was I was surprised. I I grant you, Pete, I was surprised that it was it was nominated for for Best Picture, but that and the inclusion of Top Gun Maverick does feel very much like that was the angle they went for there. Yeah. Um, especially when a lot of the other films in that category have done pretty badly. Um, like one of the favourites is The Fablemans, the, um, the Steven Spielberg kind of semi-autobiographical thing. And, yeah. you know, that, that, that flopped. That flopped to the box office. It's a good film. But it it didn't set the box office charts alight at all. So, yeah, I do wonder if that's... Now it's up to 10 films, isn't it, in that category? Yeah. I do wonder if there's a few uh, empty spaces to, to just keep people happy with yeah. those. It, it just <laughs> seems strange with that because it hadn't popped up in any of the others. Like, you'd expect yes. it to have got something like the, the Golden Globes where they split them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't, but Top Gun did. Yeah. So it That's was true. it was kind of expected that that was that was going to come. And obviously, honestly, I thought it would be Black Panther if they were going to pick a Disney project. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, um, and I don't have the whole list of Oscars in front of me. Otherwise, I'd probably pull some more stuff out. But um, you know. Angela Bassett getting the nomination for Best Actress. Was it Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress? Best Supporting Actress. Right. Um, For her role in in Wakanda Forever being the first uh, Marvel or MCU film to to get that nomination, right? Yep. Yeah, Um, first time they've got an acting nomination. What I think is insane is that I'm looking now at the top six... uh, biggest grossing films of, of all time. And in one, two, three, four, four of the top six stars Zoe Saldana. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, she's the first actor to star in four films to gross more than two billion. Amazing. Amazing. Her her uh, uh, agent must be over the moon. Very much so. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just thought I'd check to see how it's doing. So uh, it's spent seven weeks at number one. Uh, Way of Water. It has been knocked off the top spot in week eight. So it is now starting to dwindle. A little bit. I still made ten million dollars. Do you know what I mean? Until, until he adds another five minutes of footage and re-releases it. Sure, yeah. sure. Because that's what that film really needs—is more footage. Well, the thing is, so interestingly, on the it says it's the tenth of February, but I think in the UK it's the fourteenth. Uh, Titanic is getting a twenty-fifth anniversary uh, yeah. re-release. So that's going to be. Uh, interesting to see if that bumps it up anymore. Mm. I mean, I, th- I think the um, I think the re-release of Avatar added a bit to its overall gross earlier this year, or 
earlier last year, but I, I don't think it made a, a massive difference to its overall numbers. Put it back to number one, though, didn't it? Yes, true. Yeah, it, it was enough. It was a. It was enough to knock the Avengers off the top spot. Yeah. Uh. So so Titanic. Titanic. Titanic <laughs> is current. I don't know what Titanic is. Probably the porn version. Uh, Titanic is currently third overall with two point one nine four billion dollars. Uh, Endgame's two seven nine nine. So. I don't think the re-release of Titanic's going to make that much money, but you know, I don't know though. The Titanic, the weighing of water, I think that's going to be a good film. <laughs> that is what he should have retitled it for the re-release. Well, yeah. Um, although it is getting an IMAX 3D re-release, that those ticket prices are going to uh, definitely help uh, do that. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think that's uh, I-, I think that's all I had for. Um, for Avatar news, I'm just, I'm still, I, I am generally surprised with how uh, how successful it has been. I, I just, I knew it was going to be successful, but I don't think yeah. I thought it was going to be nearing the first film. So fair play to James Cameron; he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I guess. especially considering what's happened to cinema attendance since the pandemic. And look, I think no matter sort of how, thing. yeah, and I think no matter how you feel about the the Avatar films, and I, I don't think either of you guys have seen it, have you? No, not the second one. No, no. Um, the fact the fact is, when a film is doing that well and, and bringing people back to the cinema, that's only a good thing. Yeah, it's only it a positive thing. So, yeah, sure. at least at least give it that. Mm-hmm. Um, been watching much on Disney Plus. Offline, yeah, yeah. We've been watching. I'm, I'm on season three of uh, the Orville. <laughs> oh, you, the you, Orville. you're wrestling through the Orville. I'm nearly finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, enjoying it. It's good. It's definitely weird, but weird in a good way. Sure, which it rips off also everything. Me. Yeah, it rips off Star Trek, obviously. Bit of Star Wars, bit of aliens, everything. But uh, hey, it's entertaining. I'm enjoying it. I hope they make a season four. Yeah, I don't know. P Dubs, you know any more on that? Uh, I, I believe the plan is to make another season. I, I think it's obviously Seth MacFarlane's off making his TED TV show at the moment. Oh, God, I'd forgotten about that. And it's definitely going ahead because he's working in one of the offices at Universal because there's a giant Ted sitting outside it. <laughs> um, so he's definitely working on it at the moment. Um, he's got a production office uh, I on the have, back lot. I would have really been excited for a spin-off of Ted had I not seen Ted 2. <laughs> yeah. Really stretched that joke. It's just a shame because yeah. I, I liked Ted when it first came out, but yeah, that, that sequel was not was not great. Yeah. Um well Mr. Dean, let me uh let me offer you a recommendation. Yeah. On Disney Plus. Always open for recommendations. So it was a TV show that I'd wanted to see since it came on. Mm-hmm. Um and the and the problem is that me and my wife, we don't get much time to watch TV. Because either I'm podcasting 
or just other issues. So we normally get a few nights a week where we're, we're able to sit down and watch something together. Um, and we were watching Better Call Saul for felt like months because it was right. quite a long show. Uh, so when that finished, I was like, well, look, I've been really wanting to see this. So I want to watch this next. Uh, and it's called The Bear. Okay. It's a show called The Bear. And right. I'd heard lots of people talking about it. I I knew roughly what it was, but I didn't read too much into it. Um, but essentially, it's a... Uh, I think it's about eight episodes. So it's not a very long season. Um, mm. Most of the episodes are about 25 minutes, except episode seven and episode eight. Episode seven shorter, episode eight is longer. Um, okay. But it's set in a, a small sandwich bar in uh, Chicago mm. and a quite renowned chef. Uh, has to take over the restaurant because it is a family-owned restaurant. So mm-hmm. he leaves his uh, his glamorous position in New York to come back home uh, to try and keep the family business afloat. And the easiest way I can describe it is uh, it's a cross between uncut gems and... Uh, a film that came out, I think, last year called Boiling Point, which was set in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the newest kind of thing. So if you've if you've seen okay. Uncut Gems, it's 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 got a similar vibe to that in how it's been filmed. Yeah, and if if at times feels a little bit claustrophobic, like you're you're so in the kitchen with everyone yeah. doing their stuff, but it's it's fascinating, you know. Yeah, for someone that uh, doesn't eat meat anymore, it made meat look really appealing. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's really good. The acting's good. Um, I didn't really know the cast very well, so most mm-hmm. of them were quite new to me. But they were all great. You know, it made you laugh. It kind of got you in the feels. It it was a good show. Um, yeah. And we we got through it in about about a week. Nice. Um, yeah, really good. So um, good. it's not going to keep okay. you entertained for long because it's only yeah. a it's it's been renewed for a second season. I think a few episodes after the the they started airing in America uh, mm-hmm. last summer, but uh, it's been on Disney Plus now for a few months, and it's it's well worth your time. So sure. um, watch the bear. All right, that's good. Say. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, PW, you been watching much? No, I I got to be honest. I I've been using the competitors <clears> more <throat> than I have Disney Plus in in recent recent weeks. I know I need to get back. I need to watch uh, the second season of the Bad Batch. Um, I've not got there, and of course, we're only a few weeks away from Mando Man. Mando, yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Mando Man's coming back. That's, that's uh, I think because I've been avoiding the trailers and stuff, I forget it's coming up soon, but it is, isn't it? It's only March, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. about a month away, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, the, the newest Marvel film to launch on Disney Plus happened last week. It's mm-hmm. apparently been the most watched Marvel release on Disney Plus in its first week or its first few days. So it's been it's been watched more than any other debuting film on that service. Mm. Um, and I'm talking, of course, of Wakanda Forever, the Oscar nominated Wakanda Forever. Mm. Um, I, I'd seen it at the cinema. Not to be confused with Epcot Forever. 
no, that's something completely different. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely something completely different. Um, I watched this at the cinema when it came out. Um, I was quite excited to watch it again. My wife wanted to watch it, so uh, her and my daughter watched uh, Black Panther. I think a day or two before, um, and then we we watched Wakanda Forever when it came out, and um, I enjoyed watching it a second time. But she uh, she really enjoyed it. She thinks it's better than the yeah. first one. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm I not sure. forward to seeing. I'm not sure. Uh, have you seen yeah. the P Dubs? Yeah, I saw it in the cinema when it came out. Yeah, um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I would probably say it's probably the strongest of this phase. Yeah, I'd don't go get me with wrong. That. I enjoyed Multiverse of Madness, but for for very different reasons. Um, more to do with all the the cameos and stuff in it. Um, but yeah, I would say this was the the strongest story, and and yeah, Angela Bassett was was superb. Yeah, um, everybody was was really good in it. To be honest, um, mm. I could care less about Ironheart. <laughs> really um and didn't really feel like she had much of a place in the film but other than that i i really enjoyed it i liked namor i thought he was really good mm. um good to have him in the mcu now um but yeah i know i will watch it because i'm the only one in the house that's seen it so mm. we will watch it at, at some point we've just been in and out of the house over the last few weeks but we've not mm. not always had the time um, yeah. So we'll we'll get to it in the next next couple of weeks, I'm sure. The um the comment about Ironheart, I I concur. Um, so the thing is, I know a little bit about Ironheart. I don't know a whole lot, but my wife has no idea who Ironheart is. Yeah, and I had to explain to her afterwards who Ironheart was because it really doesn't give you much to to go on. And no. Do you, know, do you know what it feels like? Her inclusion in that film kind of feels like when you're watching a show. So I'm trying to think of something you might have watched. Uh, Backdoor Pilot. Yeah, yeah I was going to say like, um, uh, what's Supernatural? Did you ever watch Supernatural? Yeah. yeah. So I, I I didn't, but I know that there there were episodes where they did that. Or Stranger Things. That was one that I did watch. Yeah. Where there was a whole episode that made no sense that was yeah. supposed to be a backdoor pilot. Yeah. And, uh, and I will say, I've just finished um, The Big Bang Theory, and there is right. a backdoor pilot for young Sheldon. Right. Where he watches a video, and it's the kid that plays him in young Sheldon. Got yeah. Okay. So her inclusion in this film does feel very much like a backdoor pilot. <laughs> is she getting yeah. a film, or is she getting a, a series? Can you remember? Series. She's a series. She's got a series, and she's apparently in Armor Wars as well. Uh, well, that makes sense, because... Yeah that's that's what all that's about i get that but yeah she just didn't really fit in and i don't think they gave her much to do i felt quite i didn't feel it was hard for me to judge her because i didn't think she was bad but i didn't think she was like as a as an actress but i didn't think she was necessarily good but i also felt it was probably because she wasn't given much to work with yeah. So it, yeah, it felt a little bit disjointed, and I, yeah, I, I don't think it was good. And I think they, would, I don't know whether to wait to to put her into something else first that wasn't Wakanda Forever, or I think that would have been better but, places for her to be in. Yeah. 
it, it kind of really did feel like a bit of a, a weird mesh mm. um, with the mystical side of, of Black Panther chucking in this like technological whiz. And I know Shuri is as well, but she uses Wakandan technology. This is, yeah. it just didn't seem to fit. No. Unfortunately. No. Uh, and I guess on that note, uh, we're only what, 10 days away from another Marvel film coming out of the cinema? Yeah. yeah. Now, I've not looked into this, but apparently uh, the, the title of the film in certain regions, the subtitle of the film, gives away a massive plot point. I've not seen that. So. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I, I saw a headline and I avoided it. Um, Just because I've, I've done so well avoiding stuff about this film already. I don't really want to... Yeah. But uh, for, for those of you that that don't know, Scott Lang has become a bit of a a celebrity. Um, it's been portrayed that he had a uh, podcast earlier in the in this phase. Um, he's releasing a book during this film, um, which you can buy from Disney. Really? <laughs> yes. And Paul Rudd has done an advert for it. Is it an actual book, or is it like one of these like diary no. things that they do? Well, yeah, it's it's like an autobiography of Scott Lang. Oh, I know. It's, it's an actual book. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think it's called Stand Up for the Little Man. Yes, I think I've I've seen I've seen a book cover, and I didn't know what it was to do with. Now that makes sense. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Quantum Mania. Yeah. Um that's yeah. what we're talking about. Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um I've got I've got a soft spot for the I've got a love hate relationship with the Ant Man films. That that's what I I should have really said because I will always lament the Ant Man film we never got when Edgar Wright got sacked. But I I do enjoy the Ant Man and Wasp films. Mm. You know he, he he's so charismatic that he can carry the films. Yes, but I, I, but I like the I like the the effects they yeah. uh, they implement and the way that they do it. I think it's I think they do a good job with a character which wasn't exactly yeah, similar to Guardians wasn't one that you were screaming out to see on the big screen. And uh, I would say you know having someone like Paul Rudd do it is a massive reason for that. In the same way that you know Robert Downey Jr. you know made you care about Tony Stark, but. Um, Ant-Man's a harder sell. Yeah. People knew who Iron Man was. People didn't really know who Ant-Man was. So, uh, And the fact that they took the second Ant-Man as well, it wasn't the one that everybody was expecting it to be. Yep, 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 true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd only heard of him as, as Hank Pym, so I didn't yeah. know there were other ones as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking for... I haven't booked my tickets yet, but I will, um, I will go and see it opening weekend. I am... Uh, mm-hmm hopefully optimistic i think the the last phase i think you summed it up there p as well the last phase was so kind of patchy yeah you know and all right there was covid and stuff i get that but i i don't think the the slate of films was particularly inspiring when you if you step back and look at the bigger picture i don't think it was a great set of films no so hopefully this is the start of uh, a return to better things. 
but we've only got to wait 10 days. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, Mr. D, anything yeah. else from you? Um, well, technically, I just realized that technically uh, I am watching something else on Disney Plus, but I accept I'm not really. And what I mean by that is we're somehow we decided to rewatch The Walking Dead from the beginning, which is on Disney Plus, but we're watching it on Netflix. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But um, I actually quite enjoyed it. We're at season four, and it isn't, it's, it's better. I shouldn't say it. I was going to say it as bad as I remember. It's better than I remember is what I should say. Because I remember season two as being absolutely awful. And there is a lot of really crappy conversations in it. Really sort of heavy, emotional. They obviously decided they need to, 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 to deal with relationships. Um, but it wasn't as bad as I remembered. And there was there's still some pretty good scenes and quite a good kind of storyline running through it. So, yeah, we're quite enjoying it. It's a bit of a but kind of guilty pleasure but um i think the difference as well with you watching it back like mm. that is if i remember rightly i'm sure season two was when they first started splitting the seasons into halves so you'd get like a run of episodes and then there'd be like a six month gap before right. the second half of the season started airing okay so yeah, I remember that. season two being a bit of a slog and then you'd, you'd get to the halfway point and they'd be like, right. okay, the second half of this season is you know coming right. out in a few months' time. And you're like, well, no, I want to watch it now. Yeah. So I That think... was a big thing for that, that network, wasn't oh. it? They used to do it with all of them. They did it with Mad Men as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Only towards the end. But, but with Walking Dead, because it, it was such a big juggernaut, yeah, from the off, you know, the thing is, things like Mad Men and uh, Breaking Bad, and you know, laterly, laterly, uh, Better Call Saul, all mm. on the same network. None of those shows, they they were beloved and they were mm. very successful for like awards, but they didn't have huge audiences. Walking Dead, you know, was their biggest show by a country mile. It kept that network afloat. Yeah. So they really tried to, and we, you know, you saw later on when they were like, you know, we're going to do this spinoff and we're going to do that spinoff and we're going to give Ricky's yeah. own show and we're going to get, and we're going to make Walking Dead movies and mm -hmm. all this, all this kind of stuff. You know, they put all their eggs in the in the Walking Dead basket, and you know, they they tried to do everything to uh, to stretch it out. Yeah. And um, I think watching it back when you don't have those those massive gaps between seasons or, or halves of seasons. Yeah. probably makes it a, a much easier and less frustrating watch because if you watch one or two crappy episodes mm -hmm. you're going to watch a good episode quite quickly yeah, you know what I mean? rather than have to yeah. wait for it to appear yeah. so interesting but yeah. that's that's good i know i know craig watched it like you know all the way through till the the end when it was mm -hmm. on um but i think a few people now now it's all done and dusted i think a few people now are, are going back and uh yeah, rewatching it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so uh, yeah, so that will go on for a while. Yes, yeah. I don't know how many episodes there were, but I mean, there was a uh, thing, eleven seasons. Eleven or seasons. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's not as bad as The Office. That was only nine seasons, but it had about twelve thousand episodes. <laughs> so that, that really took a long time to rewatch. Um, yeah, but uh, no, keep us keep us posted on on 
the Walking Dead. You can tell us when it gets good and when it gets bad. Yeah. To prepare mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, on that, the other thing I've been watching recently, which is another show that this kind of relates to, is uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which isn't mm. on Disney Plus here, but it is a, a Disney show now. Yeah, right? it's, it's a Fox property, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I tried to watch that twice and could not get into it and mm. i know a lot of people really like the show so i knew there must be something there but i just i just wasn't seeing it and then i asked somebody you know am i doing it wrong is there like a better jumping in point than the beginning and they went yeah season two so i started mm. with season two and within a few episodes I, i'd got into it mm. uh, it's a very easy watch they're very short episodes like not short episode they're like 20 minutes or something but it's very digestible you can you can watch you know three in an hour yeah it's, uh, it's quite good and you don't the other thing as well i know it's bad to say this about a show but it's very good background noise right it's not yeah. very there, there are there are visual gags but a lot of it is the the dialogue mm-hmm. so you can watch it while you're trying to do some mining or something yeah, not really miss too much. So, yeah, something else. Mm-hmm. Disney, adja- Disney adjacent, adjacent, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, P Dubs, anything else from you? No, that was it from me. Perfect. Well, as it's so late for Mister D, it's already a, a new day for him. Yes. Wrap this episode up. Um, but, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me, and thank you, of course, dear listener, for listening to this show uh we wouldn't you know it it, this is a bit like when you ask that question if a tree falls down an empty forest does it make a sound you know because if we make a podcast but no one listens to it did you make a podcast did did we make a podcast yeah Yeah. do we exist even exactly i mean we still don't know if chris ripley exists none of us have met him yeah I i think he's in the quantum verse that would make so much sense, or not? No, he's, he's probably there trying to save. He's, he's probably trying to find the um, a way of saving Trader Vix. Yeah, and maybe that's the only way of doing it. Well, maybe while he's in dimension. there, maybe while he's in there, he can uh, he can make sure there's a Walking Dead house at Halloween Horror Nights this year. <laughs> now that I'm rewatching it again. What do you think the chances of that are? Well, stranger things have happened. That's, square root of SFE, I think. If they they should do a spin off with dolls, that will guarantee them a house at Halloween Horror Nights oh, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, thank you very much. And we will be back with a new episode in a few weeks. We have got uh we've got a trip report coming up, um, and we've got uh, an interview with a guest as well. So look out for those in the next few weeks, but we will catch you very soon. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.